Shepherding Divisive Opinions on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. Today, I am joined on the podcast with Pastor Rick Holland of Mission Road Bible Church in Prairie Village, Kansas. I am so delighted to have Pastor Rick here, not just as my personal pastor here in the Kansas City area, but for his many years of, of faithful shepherding and pastoral influence. And um, what a great personal relationship we've begun to build and friendship that I think uh, the Lord is just, uh, it's been a refreshing relationship, Rick, and I'm, I'm grateful for you and uh, and the ministry of Mission Road Bible Church, the way that you guys minister to us as a family. I'm just so grateful. And I look forward to our conversation today. Not an easy one, not a simple one. Let me tell you a little bit more about Rick. He is married to Kim for 26 years, and they have three boys. And those guys are cool, but there is another now that has taken their place, I suppose, um, a grandchild, and his name is Charlie, a few months old. And uh, man, I love to hear Rick talk about Charlie. It's one of my favorite things. And so the delight of a grandfather, especially with a verse, first grandchild. And so uh, Rick, we're going to dive into this. We're going to talk about some of these divisive opinions. And, and listen, we've been doing this whole post-pandemic thing for a while now. The pandemic, you know, for 15 months, and it seems like we, we've been coming out of this to some degree or another for, for quite some time. And, you know, one of the things that I've I've thought about through this whole process is <clears throat> early on, it seemed like, you know, your, your churches that were struggling, the, the pandemic had a massive impact early on. And then as we we move forward, some of your conservative, stronger churches were handling that well. People were unified. Yes, we there's a lot of unknown. We're not sure what's going on. We're not sure of the narratives. So, you know, yeah, we're going to take all the protocols and do the things that are necessary and that sort of thing. And honestly, it seems like it's it's a little bit more difficult even for stronger churches at this stage in the game. People have uh, formed their opinions uh, about what they think is happening, you know, based on science and what doctors are saying, their opinions about vaccinations, like all this stuff is is coming to bear. And and here we are in different places trying to open back up and some to differing degrees. And you guys as elders, I'm telling you, not just at Mission Road, but like elders broadly, you guys are taking a beating to some degree on so many decisions. And it's like you can't win for losing. And, you know, it, it seems as any decision you make, somebody's not going to be excited about it, certainly. And so let's talk about some of those divisive opinions. And, and we're not assuming here that, that, that people are sitting back, twiddling their thumbs, waiting you know, to, uh, to pierce the elders with some sort of uh, divisive opinion that they have. They're holding these things strongly. They're not you know, uh, necessarily corroborating on how they can you know, tear unity down. They just hold these opinions strongly. So Let's talk today about how we shepherd those types of things, and, and you guys as elders certainly have had those types of discussions. So let's let's begin here. What are some of the the most critical things that you guys have, as elders have had to encounter? And these are well-meaning people, and they but they fall on different sides of some issues. What are some of those issues that that you guys are seeing now are are difficult things to navigate post pandemic? Well, it's the right question that we're asking weekly. We have a weekly elders meeting, 5.30 to 7 every Friday morning with our elders. And we've talked about this for now 15 plus months 
uh, let me say we we love having you and Summer and your family and our church as well. So glad God has brought you to us. Uh, what, what we've had to navigate from day one in this is um, sourcing authority. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is we all believe at Mission Road, I, I trust in the sufficiency, sufficiency of Scripture and, and seeing God's Word as our is our only uh, source of authority, and yet there are competing voices uh, daily on the news, uh, um, on Facebook, on Twitter, on social media, with a family member, uh, with the internet. Uh, science and society have leaked into Scripture, and those two pools of source material have caused people to become uh, social experts and scientists and then that puts us as elders in the position of of kind of navigating that. Um, and we've told people from day one, we are not social politicians. We are not scientists, but but we are biblical. And we mm-hmm. want to say what the scripture says, all the scripture says, and no more than what the scripture says about these issues. And that becomes very difficult with a multitude of, of opinions on mm-hmm. all these issues, on vaccines, on meeting, on masks. And, and we had to decide very early on, Dale, and this was, I was so encouraged with our elders, that we wanted to do what was biblical and right, not what would garner consensus, mm-hmm. because there is no consensus. Mm-hmm. You said it. No matter what we decided, someone was on the other side of that decision. Yeah. So we had to justify those decisions by, does this honor Christ and honor our, our responsibilities to the government and to our, our people? But at some point, you're right. You have to, you have to make a call. Right, you you have to sure. make some decisions, and sometimes it may or may not be popular, and and so that sort of leads to the next question. You've got pastors out there who are feeling that pressure. They've sort of maybe delayed as long as they possibly can, and maybe deferred as long as they possibly can. But but they're having to make some decisions, and for better or worse, the Lord has put them in that place to make these types of decisions. And inevitably, you're going to have people who disagree. So so as as an as an elder or as a group of elders. How do you guys navigate um, when you make these decisions, uh, the people who disagree? I mean, how do you engage them? How do you approach them? How do you deal with them regarding these decisions as you you gather back again? Yeah, we, we've had to do that both publicly and privately. But by publicly, there are some statements we've made publicly. For example, when we were under a mask mandate in Johnson County, mm-hmm. we asked people to wear a, a mask. Uh, we said early on, masks don't make us sin and masks don't s- cause us to cease worship. So we can do that. And the, the, the example was a friend I have who's a missionary in uh, an Asian country. I can, can't say any more than that. And he goes to visit churches. If you would have told him that all of the churches, the underground churches he's meeting with, they could meet publicly, openly, and without persecution. All they had to do was wear a surgical mask. They would have been ecstatic. Mm-hmm. And yet we have these, you know, we're Americans, we have rights, no one's going to tell me what to do, which works nice in a mass situation, although they mm. they can get a ticket going 35 in a 25 zone. So the, right. the government tells us what to do all the time. It's just a matter of where we want to kind of mark those out. Mm. But when people disagreed, we would say things publicly. For example, you were there probably a few weeks ago and we said, regarding masks, we I mean, excuse me, vaccines, we were asked constantly, what, what does, what do the elders believe? What is their position on vaccines? And we said, Talk to your doctor and make a good decision. We're not scientists. We right. want you to don't listen to the internet. Don't listen to Facebook. Talk to your doctor. Let the expert tell you that. Mm-hmm. But we still have a multitude of emails that have come in mm-hmm. on uh, what we should and shouldn't be doing. And the hardest part and the most glorious part at the same time is to drive people back to what are the biblical parameters for these decisions regarding your heart, your sanctification, your understanding of safety, your understanding of security, 
your understanding of um, what the expectations of living in a broken world are, mm -hmm. and how can you love God, love others, the great commandments, mm -hmm. and um, be responsible for the Lord, obey Romans 13, mm -hmm. and and stay inside the biblical parameters and in, in the covers of your leather Bible and not, you know, the the opinion and and gossip that's that's on Facebook. Yeah, I think I think that's so critical. And, and I want to make a distinction here as we move into the next question um, between those who disagree, because because pastors who are in this situation they're they're quite hyper vigilant, honestly, about the decisions that they're making, how their people are responding to it. There's a difference between a congregant who disagrees with something, right, and shepherding that person or those group of people versus. Uh, someone who has a divisive approach. Completely different. Yeah, we, we've had people disagree with the, with the policies that we've had at church, and they've done so very, very privately, very honorably. But then the people who begin, you know, the the Sunday gossip session, and yep. they 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 try to gather a uh, a momentum of people to say, well, we want the elders to do wrong. Now, by God's grace, we didn't have that mm -hmm. in in this kindness over uh, the course of the fifteen months, mm -hmm. but we did see people who we needed to have lunch with and. Just talk to. Interestingly, Dale, all of those the two guys who I really had to talk to about this, when it came down to it, it wasn't so much policy driven as it was fear driven. Mm. And now we're into biblical issues. Mm -hmm. What are you afraid of? Is that a legitimate fear? How does God uh, uh, meet that need? And how can you think rightly about your own safety, your own security, the transitoriness of this life, the temporality of this life, mm. and the, the the permanence of the gospel? To get back to those core issues, I think Satan is very clever to get us on the tangential issues, which look like the big issues, uh -huh. masks, vaccines. Those are just, those are those are fruit, not root. And to go back to how am I thinking about these? So in, in those individuals that disagreed, uh -huh. we, we tried to shepherd them back to what's the real issue here? Not, and it was rarely masks or vaccines. Right. There was underlying issues that were related to those. I, I think one of the critical things that you said that most people might sort of gloss over is no matter if someone is disagreeing, you're having dialogue. That's how you're shepherding them, and you're working with them through that. You're seeing those people still honor what you guys are saying as elders, and that that's healthy. And so we shouldn't get defensive or respond unnecessarily to, to folks like that. But when you do see these types of divisive categories or characteristics, if you will, it's important that that you as elders not just assume what these people are thinking and that you you go and approach them not in, you know, uh, angry response or accusatory ways, but to go and, and investigate, find out what's going on. What what are the things that you're afraid of? What are the things that you're concerned about to, to hear their voice? And then that gives you opportunity then to shepherd them appropriately, knowing what stages to do next. I think so many pastors, elders at this stage in the game sort of already assume that the, the lines are drawn, the camps are made, and they don't engage their people, and that's missing a shepherding opportunity. No, and that, that's really important. It's, it's not about winning the debate with your detractors. It's about a soul that is in turmoil over something. The disagreement is just a smokescreen a bit. There's, there are worldview and theological issues underneath those disagreements that have to be identified, unearthed, and addressed. And what you're talking about is our, has been our goal, and I, I, I love the way you assessed it. It's a shepherding issue, not a debate about the issue. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you 
put them in the category of you disagree and I need to win this debate, you're not going to get to the, the core issues of their heart or even yours. Right. I mean, we're not infallible. We 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 have made decisions. We've, we've had to call a mulligan or call an audible on and say, we, we need to revisit this. So uh, we're, we don't assume that we're always in the right in every decision either. Yeah. And I think, I think your people then sense that, um, that humility, if you will. And it's a lot easier, I think, to, to be led by folks who, who demonstrate that posture as opposed to, you know, we're in this position, we're going we're gonna to take the reins and snatch you wherever um, people seem to respond better. And it's not that you don't have to do that at times. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there's a way in which you're shepherding and guiding people um, from, a, from a disposition of wisdom. So, so let's talk about some of these uh, types of issues. I want to sort of dive in, not, not just what issues you're having to deal with, but, but really the processes that, that you guys as elders have gone through in in how you go about making decisions, right? I mean, as you talked about, um, we want to make decisions that that um, that fall within the the binding of our leather Bibles, right? Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, like like walk us through sort of processes or, or how in a hierarchy how you're thinking about the truths of Scripture that help you guys to make decisions wisely to then present them to your people. Yeah, we we had literally, and I, I really mean this hours, dozens of hours of conversations about this. And so it landed with two broad categories. Whatever decision we're making about whatever issue uh, has to avoid sin, has to, whatever we're doing cannot be sinning. For example, if the government told us you cannot sing, we're commanded to sing, that would have been an easy issue. Mm-hmm. You know, so d- does it, is it causing us to sin? But the second was, is this preventing us from worship? Mm-hmm. And th- that that became the more complicated because prevention can be a very subjective um, uh, uh, issue. I, mm-hmm. I didn't like singing with a mask, mm-hmm. but that was a preference, not a prevention issue. Yep. So um, does it make a sin? Does it keep us from righteous behavior? Those became our, our two parallel kind of tracks that we were trying to run the train on. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they held very well for, for keeping us, out of, I think, out of the ditch on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, as we as we think about even the the particular decisions and the process by which that happens, you sort of add um, another iron into the fire. And with modern technology, it's easy. As you mentioned, you're hearing news reports every day of what's going on here and there. And with the internet, you can see what's happening in other ministries and other churches, other locations. And to some degree, um, pastors and elders are having to uh, fight against what other ministries are doing. How do you guys take those things into consideration. How does that affect your processes of decision making, and and how do you land on the other side as you're thinking about shepherding your own people? Well, that the last phrase is where we landed. You know, First Peter five says, "Shepherd the flock of God among you." And we recognized from the very first month of the pandemic that there were voices, national and international voices, that we respected, that were making calls and making judgments. That uh, whether we agreed or disagreed with is a s- separate issue. Is were they were in different states with different regulations with different contexts, and we had to make a, a decision very early that we wanted to do what was best biblically for our own flock at Mission Road, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that that sometimes would be going against other bigger national voices. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, that became a, a real critical shepherding issue with people. Well, so what about so and so who said such and such, and we had to shepherd them through to say, well, it's it's not. It's a different context, different church, different city, different county, different state. And 
our our minds were so occupied with shepherding the the folks at 7820 Mission Road that we couldn't keep up with every other pastor's opinion, and we had to stay in our lane and in our church. Well, I, I think that's one of the things that I could say objectively that you guys did super well is is you you were able to affirm those decisions in those places mm-hmm. because they were different contexts. They are different contexts, and and yet still be convictional, biblical help people to understand the biblical parameters as you guide the people here. Because quite honestly, I mean, the, those are the people that, that you and the rest of the elders are going to be responsible for. And, and I want to say that to pastors, like you, uh, you're not responsible for every believer that that walks on the planet. You're responsible for those people who, uh, who have joined with you in fellowship at your location. And I think that's super critical for, for you to think through. So one last question that I, that I want to get, maybe just very practical Let's say you received a phone call or, or some guy, you know, who's a, who's a pastor in another place uh, stops by and he's asking these questions and he's pouring his heart out. Rick, man, it's it's been really difficult. We're tired. Maybe he's, you know, in a location where there's only a few elders and, and he can't spread the workload out a lot. And he's he's weary and tired and his people are weary and tired. They're, they're not being overly defensive or, or maybe even like, um, you know, specifically divisive. They're just all weary of of everything that's been going on. And he begins to ask you some questions about how to navigate this. And you can just tell that he's, he's weary. Where do you begin? How, how do you start to help to encourage uh, a pastor in a situation like that? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's the right question. And I think you do so corporately and you do so privately. Uh, what, what we as pastors say from the pulpit is important because that's, that's your biggest shepherd's crook. So to be principle-driven, to be heart-driven, to be book-chapter-verse-driven is very important so that people see what you're doing and why you're doing it and what you're not doing and why you're not doing it is is important. But I think drilling down a little bit more, it's the one-on-one with a couple, with a, with a dad, with a mom, with a husband, with a wife, who are having a lot of heartburn over issues. It is to help that that's that's counseling that's discipleship that's where you're you now have a dialogue with someone and you can you can unearth what's going on in their heart identify uh, where the missteps are the misapplication of theology the misappropriation of theology the misunderstanding of theology and 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 do some some heart work some correction work there but I think it takes both you have to be public and uh, and for the corporate dimension of the body so that everyone's hearing the same message but not everyone's objections or issues are identical. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the one-on-one, I, I, you said it a minute ago so well, that conversation, praise God for being able to sit across the couch or across the table from someone and say, why do you believe what you believe? Mm-hmm. And is that the right, is, is that biblically uh, sound in, in how you're thinking? Yeah, and that is the work of the ministry. Sometimes in our modern sense, we we measure these these uh, issues of ministry by nickels and noses, and we measure ministry by a thousand other things. But the reality is, th- these are the ways in which uh, ministry matters scripturally. Is when we're walking people through some of the wrestlings of their own heart, and and right now the discussion happens to be couched in the language of the pandemic, and the the fears and anxieties and worries and concerns and freedoms and rights that that people experience through this. And so I, I think those are wise words for us to consider, and I pray for, for pastors that they take encouragement in, in how they go about shepherding their people, uh, even on this side of the issue that we've been dealing with.
You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. I can't tell you how excited I am. Hopefully, for those of you who are pastors who are who are hearing some of this, you're, you're battle worn. There's no question about it. Um, in the normal spiritual warfare that you face, um, certainly the pandemic has has increased the intensity and drawn battle lines, maybe to a degree that that you've never experienced. And I want to make sure that you remember uh, that you're fighting the right battle. You're not fighting against people, right? You're fighting against uh, principalities and powers, ideas. So to shepherd the people and shepherd them well. But but I recognize fully that that for so many of you, you're weary, you're faint-hearted, you're tired. And uh, in the last several months, I've had so many pastors reach out to us at ACBC and 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 just um, confess that they've they've struggled. It's been a difficult time. And you know what? The benefit of ACBC and the network that we have is we're connected to so many older pastors. Uh, who've been doing this for a long time. And we've been able to connect some of those young guys who have walked through some difficulties with some of these older guys. And the fruit of those conversations have just been incredible. They've built lifelong friendships. They've been encouraged uh, to get back into the work of ministry. I want to just say to those of you who are pastors, uh, if you find yourself in a place like that, we do have a network of churches and, and pastors uh, all over the U.S., and we would love to get you connected to to some of those pastors, um, just to have a conversation, uh, to be able to to talk through um, some of the issues that you've been working through, be encouraged biblically, maybe even be corrected to some degree. But what a great thing! Uh, even one of our former executive directors, Randy Patton, who many of you probably know personally, that's that's one of his life's devotions right now with Team Focus Ministry, and and so. Uh, I want to encourage you, reach out to us. You can find more information certainly on our website or send us an email at info at biblicalcounseling.com.